Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. You are correct, sir. And uh, Ziggy's not with... Oh, wait, he is. I'm here. <laughs> I just needed to turn left and I, to see you sitting here. I appeared in a puff of smoke. Yes, as, as opposed to disappearing in a puff of smoke like a recent Marvel, Marvel movie. Oh, we, yes. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> okay, so uh, we are the circle slash spoilers here at the Catholic Cafe. So, uh, that said, um, you know, it's um, uh, neat that we're still in Easter, the Easter season. Uh, we're um, celebrating the sixth Sunday of Easter. A lot of people have already, you know, listen, when the stores stop selling the candy at 90% off, you know it's like late in the season. Yes. Right? And so, the, can- the you can't find much Easter candy. No. Uh, although, I went to Walgreens and found some candy at like 90% off and... You know, anyway, so, but you're, you're at the tail end. A lot of people have thought, like, so we're out of Easter. Easter's done, right? It's not done. Well, especially people like my uh, business partner, early in Lent, <clears throat> he likes to buy the Easter candy. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's Catholic, too. Yeah, really. This is the one argument for being an Orthodox Christian because they're, you know, Posh is like always like a week later. Right. They get a better deal. I'm just going to say they get all their candy 50% off. But that's a whole nother conversation. Why are we even talking about this? I guess because I was saying it's still Easter. Right. And so, um, you know, we're looking at the scriptures, and I love the reading that comes to us this week, the gospel reading from John, the 14th chapter of John. And I'm going to read through it, and it's just one of the things where, again, there's so much to unpack. And I think it takes us on a wonderful journey, and, and that the, the, there's an eternal wisdom with the church's selection of, of these readings for us every single week. It's not just happenstance and random, right? The Holy Spirit's at work here. So uh, starting with the 23rd verse of the chapter, 14th chapter of John, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the father who sent me. I've told you this while I'm with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you all that I have told you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give, with, give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. Now, this is a beautiful reading, and there's so much in here. Uh, but I, I just I can't get past one little piece of this. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think about so often, uh, the people in the world are troubled and afraid. I mean, there's so much anxiety, you know, and I, and I think the sign of that is that there's so much division in the world. There's hatred, there's anger, there's bitterness, there's all the different uh, isms and things that have made their way into our culture, uh, ultimately leading to us living in a, literally a culture of death versus a culture of life. And I think some of that is people who have lost a sense of hope 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're troubled and afraid. And Jesus is telling us not to be. Right. And as I, as I look at this, I think, well, when does he say not to be troubled and afraid? Immediately after he promises to send the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm. The advocate. I mean, you know what it means to advocate, advocate for someone, right? Is to, to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And he's sending the Holy Spirit to be there for us. And so because of that, we need not be troubled or afraid. You know, I can't help but think of uh, the bookmark of St. Teresa of Avila. If I'm not mistaken, it was discovered. It was a prayer that she wrote, a meditation that she wrote, and it was discovered only after her death. Mm. And uh, it was, let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. Now, the way you just read that, you could actually look at each one of those sentences as a, as a, as a beautiful bumper sticker. I mean, <laughs> but every one of them has something that's like this morsel. Let's, let's, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to the front. What was the very first thing that said there? Let nothing disturb you. So, let nothing disturb you. And again, I, I, you'll see, I think, that this reading helps us to see that. And that's why I think that maybe God put it on your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, to 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 that you thought of the, that Saint Teresa of Avila quote because specifically this is what we're talking about in this when we read this do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid right well, well yeah let yeah. nothing disturb you and the only thing the only reason nothing would disturb you is if you had a sense of hope yes right that's otherwise things are going to disturb you and to the point where they're going to ruin your life well I think this this prayer for me. Because it's let nothing disturb you, and then the next sentence is let nothing frighten you. So both are connected. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. And I think that this prayer, um, you know, is it's become for me the prism by which I process this gospel passage, and it may very well also be the prism by which Saint Teresa of Avila processed it. Because I think that the wisdom that she shares between those opening lines and her closing lines, mm-hmm. I think that's the, the heart knowledge that one really needs to grow and flourish in life in the Spirit, so to speak, and really mm-hmm. receiving the Holy Spirit in its fullness and living it out in its fullness. You know, the knowledge that all things are passing away. Well, so that's the next line after the let nothing disturb you, let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. Now, again, that's something that, you know, I... I I I know it's kind of weird, but the image I have of myself right now when you say all things are passing away is is I, I think of myself when I was a kid when we would go to Disney World. Hmm. And there was actually a feeling at the beginning that I actually had to fight. We went several times when we were when I was young. Uh, our family used to love to go. And, and, and uh, I remember having to learn to fight the feeling that I'm not going to enjoy it because I cannot possibly get it all in. And wow. so when you think all things are passing away, we're never going to have time to do this. We're never going to do that. Nothing's going to last. Everything's going to go away. And I know that's not what Teresa of Avila is saying here. But again, if you have hope, if you realize the Holy Spirit has got this, mm-hmm. and that even the the things that are initially disturbing, disturbing or frightening, if you fall into that, maybe even falling into despair, that this is this will all pass. The, the, the life is temporal. If we if we have to we have to confront the reality that we don't get we don't get anywhere by clutching onto things and saying oh I hope I I, I never lose this mm-hmm. because that's just not the way in which reality in this realm realm is constructed you know exactly we, you know. and see and so that living for the moment 
and, and seeing that as a precious gift is exactly what I had to learn with the Disney World thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Jeff, just go and have fun. Like, oh, look, there's Mickey Mouse. Oh, look, there's, you know, Matterhorn Mountain or uh, <laughs> Mount, whatever, whatever mountain I was climbing at the time. But, you know, look, there's this, there's this. And then, and then it got to where it's like, you know what? This is fun. Right. Because I was living more for the moment in the sense that it's like take every moment as a, as a gift. Mm. Right, that you're given. And so, and that's hard for some people to do. But I think if you accept the fact that the Holy Spirit is present, Mm. you can actually live in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Well, and the the next line after it is God never changes. So that sort of juxtaposes all things are passing away. God never changes. That's right. So this helps us to know that there is, uh, this this brings in the concept of the eternal. Mm -hmm. And so that. Our temporal world that we live in, it's all going to pass away, but the reality is it's not unimportant, but it should always point us to eternity, mm-hmm. right? And God never changes. See, I love that part, too, because so many people, I mean, if you just look at the world and you look at what people are deciding is right or wrong, good or bad, moral mm-hmm. or immoral, it's people want that to change. Mm-hmm. People want nature to change. Things that are unchanging, they want to change, they desire, so they just define it to be changeable. Well, ultimately, what happens there is your world falls apart around you. I think we see evidence of that until we start to bring the eternal back and we start to anchor ourselves to the Holy Spirit, who animates us, who brings life. And, you know, it seems like it's not bringing death or, like, immobility. It's bringing mobility in life. Uh, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, that animation, which is which is what we're all clamoring for. Well, and also the Holy Spirit can give us perspective and give us wisdom on what really matters. And so the next line, patience obtains all things. If you're able to sit with the knowledge that all things are passing away, but that God never changes, and you're there and you are able to adopt the perspective of the eternal and view the temporal from the perspective of the of the eternal which gosh wouldn't that be just isn't that a great definition of what wisdom is mm-hmm. seeing the temporal from the perspective of the eternal then with that changed perspective we can say patience obtains all things because we can wait to see what really matters by and through friendship with god well and then also i also realized on that one particular line that i've apparently obtained nothing in my life because I struggle with patience. Um, you know, when driving, Tom, you, you have so much patience. You think? I, I do think. Wow. Well, you kind of sit there. I mean, either you're ignorant to all of life, you know, and you're kind of stone-faced. And, as, and either you don't I, I, get I it. I go with the patience thing. That's fine. I, I think I'm you good are. with that. I think, you, you know, you're somebody who, uh, I think when we talk about things, and we can talk about some some stuff, you know, we're, we're pretty good friends, and I think that sometimes we'll talk about serious issues. And I'm very quick to, uh, I say condemn, but to, to find uh, an opinion and mm-hmm. say, I, I think this is what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And you always are very cautious about making some kind of decree that this is true or untrue or et cetera, et cetera. And you want to always listen. And so that part's hard for me. Wow. So I think you've got a greater gift of the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit, I think, makes us, patience is one of those uh, fruits, one of the virtues that, that um that that we can gather and we get that from the holy spirit and the reality is um you know if we would just uh, accept the fact that the holy spirit is here you know if jesus in this uh the 14th chapter of of john he's promising the advocate the holy spirit he's Mm -hmm. he's i'm going to give you the holy spirit 
Just so you know, I'm going to require my entire family to listen to this program. That's now. right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this Appreciate is the Pro that. Tom episode. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, how often do we struggle with questions of providence, right? Where we say, gee, I really wish God would give me this thing. I wish God would give me this job. I wish God would give me this uh, spouse, whatever, you know, or this change in my life. Or, and we don't stop to think God's offering to give himself to us. Mm, yeah. He himself is the provision. And that's what's so beautiful about the fact that in our that we see that in the fullness in the Catholic Church. Mm. When essentially we're receiving Eucharist, we're right. receiving God. Wow. You are what you eat. I mean, he's literally giving us himself and providing this this fullness to us um in a, in a very um physical as well as spiritual way all at the same time and there's something beautiful uh, about that. We're, we still have a few more lines I want to dissect and get into here, mm-hmm. uh, but we need to take a break. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, uh, we have a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, uh, we'd love for you to uh, hit us up on the social media. Oh, yes, please. Uh, like us on Facebook, like and share our posts, comment on them, and also on Instagram and Twitter. Um, it makes a difference. Yes, absolutely. And also, send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, We'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Tradition tells us that the parents of Mary, the mother of God, were named Joachim and Anne. Not much is known of the details of their lives, but they have become the focus of great admiration and veneration. This is most assuredly due to the fact that their daughter Mary was the humble virgin chosen by God to bring Jesus into the world, and an example for all Christians. One story tells us that after they were married, Saints Joachim and Anne greatly desired to have a family. They tried, however, for many years to conceive. It was thought that Saint Anne was barren, things looked hopeless. They did not lose their faith, however. They prayed continually to God for the blessing of a child. One night, an angel appeared and said that God had indeed heard them, and they would receive the child for which they so fervently prayed. On that very night, in thankfulness, St. Anne promised to dedicate her child to God. Not long after that, Mary was born. Many have wondered how the church can honor a saint's those whom we know little about. In the case of Saints Joachim and Anne, we need only look at their important role as the parents of Mary, the young girl who would freely offer herself in service to God and all mankind. Regardless of the details of their lives, we know that as parents in a good Jewish family, they would be responsible for Mary's upbringing. They were Mary's teachers, they fed her, nurtured her, encouraged her, and supported her even in the moment of accepting God's call to be the mother of God. It was their dedication to living a holy life that God used to serve as an example for Mary. In fact, what she learned from her parents, she most naturally would use in bringing up the child Jesus. And it was her parents' faith that laid the foundation for Mary's consolation and acceptance of God's will at the foot of her son's cross. Saints Joachim and Anne serve as an example for all married couples in bringing up their children to willingly accept the vocations to which they are called in service to God. As early as the 4th century, 
A church was built by St. Helena, mother of Constantine, on the site where the sainted couple lived in Jerusalem. Saints Joachim and Anne are often depicted in artwork holding Mary and teaching her to read from the sacred scriptures. Their feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on July 26th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Dorian and Ziggy Rodriguez. Yeah. And we are uh, we're talking about uh, the 14th chapter of John, which is a, a, a wonderful sixth Sunday of Easter gospel reading. And essentially, we're talking about Jesus sending the Holy Spirit, the Advocate. Mm. Right, who in in who will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you, and of course, um, Sam never to one to be outdone by Scripture calls <laughs> calls to mind uh, takes us deeper into the Word of God uh, with this quote from Saint Teresa of Avila. And this is a, it's called the the this is like a bookmark of hers that you have. Yes, well, she wrote it on she, on a little piece of paper that she used as a bookmark. Is my understanding? It was discovered after she died. That's right. The, it's actually um, a steak and shake napkin, I think. <laughs> so it might be a little dubious right? as to its origin, <laughs> yes. but it's beautiful nonetheless. It is. And I'm teasing about that because this is actually something that was found. That's, these and these are literally the words of a saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. So, so many uh, beautiful things there. And, of course, all this, to me, again, is predicated on the fact that the Father would send the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And this is supposed to be the result of the Holy Spirit in your life. Right, and this is why Jesus can say, you know, let not your hearts be troubled, right, or afraid, mm-hmm. because if you've got the Holy Spirit, then you've you've got the power, right? Mm-hmm. You've you've got you've got a sense of hope and a sense of meaning and purpose in your life, and I think that's what Teresa of Avila is getting at here, uh, certainly. Uh, and we were just talking about patience obtains all things, and the idea um, of just that virtue. Um, and if we're if we are trying to obtain all things, and I don't think this all things is. Is meaning uh, like it's all you can eat, Taco Bell, uh, and a billion dollars, and whatever else. That's not what this is talking about. Like a Snickers too, if you know. Yes, mind. I know, I know. Uh, and, and wouldn't we all? But but the reality is, I think patience would allow you to feel as though you have attain, obtained all things. In other words, you will not be lacking. Right. Well, to an extent, what's coming to mind as we're saying this is. It's sometimes it's hard to be patient with ourselves, and then sometimes we can be impatient also with God, totally. because we can sit there and say, "Gee, I really need this, or I really need that." If, if in other words, if I were God, I'd give myself this, I'd give myself that. Or in more tragic situations where people have have given up on God because they say He didn't answer the prayer, right? And it's like heal well, this person. What was the prayer? You know what? What exactly was the prayer? And and a lot of times we we don't we don't want to discuss that part of it. We just want to say that God didn't answer it, right? But essentially, patience, sort of allowing God to work in your life, is how you obtain that sense of peace that 
may even change what it is you think you need. Hopefully well, it does. Well, we can get sometimes I have found that I can get away I can get in the way of God by what I have in my head as what is good. Like I need this good thing or I need that good thing where in fact the only thing that's truly good is that which we actually receive, even mm-hmm. if it seems really bad, like, oh, I don't want this or that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, even if we don't have eyes to see it at the time, those things that are really bad, those sources of sufferings, they're covered in grace. And that grace is the ultimate source of good. And ultimately, our sufferings are the things that help us grow more than anything else. If we look back on our lives, the moments of great growth in our lives were our crosses. And yet, how often are we not thankful for our crosses when they come? It takes us a long time to actually be thankful for those crosses and what that we, we got from them. But I think what, what God, through St. Teresa of Avila, is, is leading us into is a place of being patient with God and trusting to God to such a degree to where no matter what comes, that we'll trust that God is working for our good, as it says in Romans. Right. And so this is why the next line in that little bookmark, you know, whoever has God lacks nothing. Mm. I mean, it's like, it, it, again, that uh, patience obtaining all things means all things will come to pass as God sees them come to pass. And if you have patience and you wait, you're going to have a sense of meaning and purpose and you're going to obtain what it is that you truly need. And then certainly you're going to realize you have God, and then you're going to realize then, it's like, wait a second, I lack nothing. Right. There is, there, wait a second, all this time I thought if I didn't have that big screen TV, or let's be more, you know, where people's hearts are, if I didn't have the love of that person. Right. Uh, which is the story of your life, right, Sam? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Or if I didn't have Tom's hair. Tom's hair, exactly. You know, this would be, right? But, but the people who, who have God, they lack, they lack nothing. They they don't need Tom's hair anymore, you know. Um, and we do, by the way, need to give a shout out to Jill, who is his hairdresser. Oh, she's amazing. You know, I actually think there's a saint's cause at work in her, but she has to die first. But but right. the moment that she, this young lady passes, uh, there's going to be a, a push to sainthood because of what she does with his hair. Why did I answer the question? That's what I want to know. Why did I do that? Look, here's the thing. Uh, in, in all seriousness, you know, he whoever has God lacks nothing is so countercultural. Mm-hmm. You know, I, how many rap videos? Well, first of all, how many have I seen? I, I can't tell you. But the the reality is, uh, you look at the culture and what it values. Right. Literally, none of those are saying, "Whoever has God lacks nothing." Yeah. That is not a line Mm-mm. in most songs. Right, or just in the in the in the American dream, you know, the being the pursuit of happiness. How many of us really uh, think of that in terms of pursuing God? Yes. No, you're exactly right. No, you're right. Um, And so, which leads to this last line, uh, you know, uh, of this little bookmark, God alone suffices. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Whoever has God lacks nothing. That means you have everything. But the reality is that helps you to see why God alone suffices. And so, I think what St. Teresa of Avila is doing is helping us to see that if we want to have a pursuit and it not be a trivial pursuit... Which isn't it interesting that there's a board game so popular, Trivial Pursuit, right. and trivia, and this idea. I'm not saying you shouldn't play that board game, that it's evil. I'm just saying, <laughs> ultimately, that while there may be some fun there, the reality is, uh, you know, unless you're that guy in Jeopardy making all that money right now, mm-hmm. all the trivia in the world is not going to benefit you. It's, and, and, and I'll be honest with you and say it, and I'm sure that guy would maybe agree with me, that having millions of dollars is not going to suffice. 
Right. right. It will never be enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we all have these holes in our hearts that can only be filled by God. And it and the more stuff we cram in there, the bigger the hole gets. Scott Hahn, I'm reminded of his uh, fourth cup talk where, uh, here's a spoiler, he ends it by t- saying, if everyone going into the communion line was actually receiving $10 million, where uh, the, the person, the minister of communion was saying, $10 million, amen, $10 million, amen. He's like, do you think people would just show up, you know, with a, just completely expressionless and unengaged, just saying, amen. Amen. Right. <laughs> if they were handing out $10 million, like, no, they'd all be excited. Yeah, I need this. I really need this. I, you know what? I do the same thing with uh, when I talk about evangelization. Oh, and interesting. Say, yeah, imagine, well, imagine somebody gave you 500 Super Bowl tickets and free airfare. Yes. Well, would you just tuck them in your drawer? <laughs> no, right. you'd share them with everybody. You'd, you'd, you'd find your closest friends, the people you cared about the most, and you'd hand out those tickets and say, well, you want to go to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And you want to fly there free? I can do that for you. I, you know, instead, like, you're talking about the, the presence of God Almighty, Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and Eucharist. What a great gift that is to us. Way more than however many million dollars, right? In the same way, way better than Super Bowl tickets is essentially the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're not so quick to share Jesus or to receive him in a way that you know that is life altering for us. And he's giving himself to us, and it's by the Holy Spirit that the Eucharist, it's the heavenly dude descends to transform the, the host into the, the heavenly body dude. and blood. I was going to say, did you just say heavenly dude? No, I he said did. heavenly dude. <laughs> no, no, he said the heavenly dude. That's what he, he said. That's what we're going with. It's not the heavenly dude. It's the heavenly dude. That's a new phrase we've just coined here. Thank you. The, the gospel according to Sam has just spoken. No, but you're right. The heavenly, the heavenly dude, dude abides. Is, 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 yeah. So Jesus promises wow. the Holy Spirit. And, and folks, we just I guess if we just realize and we take the Lord at his word, we're not going to be troubled. Right? We're not going to we're not going to be afraid. And even though there'll be some points of 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 you know, like uh you know, something's flying at us, you're you're going your heart's going to be a little faster. Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, you just have to have the patience that St. Uh, Teresa of Avila is talking about, and you have to trust in God and know that he loves us and wants to be with us and to stay with us forever. Amen. Amen. So let's ask our Blessed Mother, who also loves us, to pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners sinners, now and in the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.